to the McClay School Few Minutes for Families podcast. This is James Milford, head of school at McClay School. We know our families are busy, but never too busy to learn more about their child's opportunities and ways to partner together to better prepare them for the challenges and opportunities of tomorrow. Our promise to you is expert advice, relevant information for your McClay experience, and the best educational journey possible with outstanding educators who do amazing work every day. Today we have Aaron Seiler with us. Aaron is new to the school this year, uh, not necessarily new to many of our students. When we thought about building an orchestral program at McClay, we knew we needed the right person, one who had, let's just say, the right view of what music could do for a life and also an uncanny ability to teach, connect, and inspire young performing artists. We were very lucky to find that in Aaron Seiler. Came with very strong recommendations from many of our families. Uh, but Aaron, first of all, thanks for being here. And also, I'd love for you to share your philosophy of maybe what you've experienced in your life as an artist and also what you've seen in others about what learning and performing music does for you, what's special about the process, the benefits, and maybe how you approach the teaching. Thank you for having me, James, and I feel so lucky to be a part of McClay. I have taught in Tallahassee since 2005 and been a member of Tallahassee Symphony Orchestra and taught private lessons here for almost 15 years and always had a number of McClay private students in my studio, and uh, they've always stood out as really, really neat, well-rounded, focused, sweet people, so I'm really pleased to get to work with uh, more of them and to really see what McClay is all about. Um, music has been a part of my life since the very, very beginning. I started to play piano when I was eight and violin um, at the age of nine. And I started violin in my elementary program, just like I'm starting kids at McClay. And I always played in orchestra. I played in my elementary orchestra, my middle school and my high school orchestra. And that was always a part of my daily education in school. And I always felt that I couldn't stop. I felt that I had the best connection with my orchestra and my private teachers. I felt like uh, the picture that they painted in my early uh, preteen and teenage life, their picture they painted of world history was really, really compelling and something I could relate to. And the skills that I gained in my life from coordinating my hands and my mind, memorizing music, performing music, playing in an ensemble, being a member of an orchestra or a band or a church choir or whatever it was, um, not choir, but orchestral, orchestrally, I never sang. But playing ensemble music with people always reached me at a level that I felt academically uh, I needed to be there. I needed to be an orchestra and mm -hmm. I never could quit. So eventually it was an easy choice for me to lean towards playing professionally. And I wanted to be one of those neat teachers that inspired children because my private teachers were massive figures in my life and the orchestra teachers and private teachers I had at a college level also had a huge influence on just my personality. So uh, there's a lot of research to support that the fact that music education helps your brain develop faster and really helps you be ready for school. It teaches you to sit still and teaches you to focus and teaches you emotional and physical self-control on a like I noticed with myself on a level that maybe just science or math classes or just reading uh, didn't exactly do that for me. So I don't know how I would be a different person if I hadn't been in music because I've always been in music. But 
since from the very, very beginning, every week I had private lessons where I sat at the piano or the violin with my music teacher. And then every day in school, every day, my whole life, I was always for an hour or two or three hours in an orchestra sitting, setting, sitting and learning and studying and lining up with other people. So I feel that music education is an indelible, important part of education. I'm so glad that McClay is expanding what it does here. One of the things that I have always wondered, so I have three sons, all have began the viola, Mm -hmm. and we just were not successful with it. And that's okay. But one of the things we always struggle with was the right level of practice. So you obviously fell in love with it, leaned into it. I'm just going to guess at eight or nine, you probably didn't choose to do it. Your parents probably encouraged No, and encouraged I was not it. an amazing practicer for many years. Yeah. <laughs> um, a pretty but, normal kid. You know, practice makes perfect, perfect practice makes perfect, those sorts of things. But what do you see in maybe lower school and middle school students, struggles that they have, and maybe what encouragement or advice could you give parents whose students are dabbling with some instruments or leaning into it or have interest but haven't quite figured out the right on-ramp to get there and to stick with it? I think the most famous somewhat misconception that everybody has in their mind when they're a parent or even a, a student who's thinking about practicing is that you need to practice every single day. I don't think that that's realistic I think all of us have busy days and we have days when we're just not going to deal with music for X, Y, and Z, whether it's we're too busy or we're not feeling well or whatever. It's So I always tell my private students and my orchestra students, I don't expect them to play every day, but the quality of when they practice, that they practice the music until it feels easy is paramount. They practice the music until they like the way they sound. They spin the same collection of notes or the song over and over and over again until it's memorized. That quality of practice is what helps you really, really know what you're doing. It helps make you sound the best, you feel the best. And if you do that correctly, you'll be hungry to practice again. Um, It doesn't necessarily matter that you practice every single day for an hour or a half hour, Um, especially if you're not practicing correctly. It's very easy uh, to have. I've had in my life many times parents who really impress on their children. They have to practice every day. And if they don't do it correctly with that nice kind of attention, um, with love with having fun, then you build a music student that can read music and play. And the second they're out from under their parents' thumb, they quit and they don't like playing. So the quality of how you practice, that it feels easy, that you have fun, that you do creative things. Maybe you play along with YouTube or you put on a a drum track on your keyboard and you play along with that, or you have a, a sister or a brother and you play with them or a mother, like that it's fun the quality of your time, I think, is the antidote for that problem of not wanting to practice and not practicing enough. So um, you do need to play. It does need to be pretty often, but it doesn't have to be a super long amount of practice. It just needs to kind of burn it in you in a really friendly, fun way. And you know you did it correctly. This is what I always say to my students. You know you did it correctly because you look forward to playing that song again. If you don't look forward to playing, it probably means it didn't feel good. You didn't enjoy mm-hmm. practicing. Then you didn't practice it correctly. You should feel kind of naturally hungry to do it again. That's great advice and transferable to so many other things. So our right, last question, hmm. if I have a student uh, or a child who is interested 
in music or playing some instrument. Some may feel intimidated by certain instruments, but what are the uh, handful of instruments that maybe are introductory, that are easy to approach? Like when I look at the violin, that seems really complicated to me, but that's not my background. Whereas my sister uh, played the piano her entire life. Beautiful artist, and I tried at one point. It just didn't. She was trying to teach me. I think that was probably the problem. You shouldn't have a sibling try to teach you. But what are the most common introductory instruments out there that parents could think about? Obviously, they could reach out to the school. This podcast is for parents uh, specifically. But as you think about instruments, what are those that the students tend to lean toward as approachable as an introductory? In my opinion, the most approachable, easy instrument is the piano. Um, the only problem with the piano is that you play it by yourself, and pianos are a big piece of furniture, and some people are not into the big piece of furniture, and you don't get the ensemble benefit. I agree the violin is very, very complicated, but um, amazingly, children for hundreds of years have excelled at the violin and the cello. There is a lot of moving parts. It is really, really mechanically awkward, but so are the band instruments. Um, I would say really any instrument is approachable. Uh, children take to it amazingly well. Um, we, we break down the steps of, uh, like Mrs. Corzine in band, we'll break down the steps of how to hold the flute or how to make a good sound on the trumpet. I, in orchestra, between playing violin, cello, bass, and viola, that's what we offer at McClay. We break down the steps into how to hold the instrument, how to hold the bow, how to make a good sound, and we make it palatable and approachable. Probably piano is the easiest one. It makes a really good sound already. It makes a nice sound uh, even if you mess up. Something like the violin takes years before it's a pleasant sound. But <laughs> And children like it. I don't know why I was attracted to it. I sounded pretty wretched for years. But there was something about the way it looked, the way it sounded. I was just always wanted to do that. And every time I heard really, really good person play, I wanted to sound like that. So... Children can do it. They know they can do it. They're really attracted to it. There's something very childlike about learning the instrument that students, once they get started, especially if they have a good patient teacher, find that they can do it. It's an impossible skill playing the violin or the cello. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. But then they find they did it. And that is an amazing experience. It's like being able to climb Mount Everest by the time you're eight or something. It's really right. addictive once you get started. One of the things I love about McClay is we are intentional about finding the right people to lead. So, Aaron, I'm very excited that you're here with us. Thank you. Me too. So, parents at McClay School, we strive to help our students be inspired, determined, and unstoppable. If you feel this information is helpful and may inspire others, please share it. Also, if you have topics or questions you would like covered in the Few Minutes with Families podcast, please email podcast at mcclay.org. Until next time, ever forward. Ever forward.